Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We have some lovely channeled guidance and stories today. Stories of a beautiful year ahead of us for the 5D Collective. I would say that the 4D is not as humpity dumpity dump happy with where we're headed. They they think we're we're in a spiritual warfare. <laughs> so they're they're like all over that and some are actually making it out to be a whole shit show I, I don't know too much about it i just know that they're not in the stories of the human love narrative they're in the stories of ai and technology are taking over the divinity that you all are we all are and and you know the, the even the volcanoes they're sending in chaos and demons so there you go there's that and for us, it's a very different story. We, we learn how to share and support each other in moments that are very important. <clears throat> so when you understand that our human nature is love, it's because you understand how relationships work from your zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and so on and so forth, ages. And sometimes there are those of us who are a little bit more empowered with love and that's because we got lucky with secure attachment maybe with those alleles and so feeling deeply and then the clairs or no clairs being able to hold space is the choice to love unconditionally and to first of all unconditionally love yourself therefore never leave yourself homeless within yourself okay we got to be here some of us because we had the ability to not have to experience what is a trust break and a break from this grace this feeling of love it's not grace the belief system it is in the sense of restorative embodied self and so when you're able to maintain those first three years of life as the giggly innocent and loving person you're not going to perceive anything different even when you are in different types of relationships because when you get emotional you know that emotions are part of the experience called life this is for my 5d collective okay so some of you will have gotten here with your own healing journey whether it be a good trauma therapist or not but essentially you feel deeply you understand humanly speaking what it means to share you know life and how important it is to share moments with people that care about you and that you care about them and some people have not the ability to actually live their relationships that way until they have enough exposure enough of um, a situation where they will have found safety within their home within their body okay it's once they're safe within their body to feel things that they can start to work with thinking and feeling and here's where then they can start thinking and feeling and respecting and choosing who to let in their life that will enrich their day-to-day -day with moments of 
feelings that come from a body that has a nervous system that is engaged in our ventral vagal. Okay, so on that note, for the established and accomplished 5D Zen master, we will always expand our oversoul and not diminish it. We also all have a certain amount of figures. It's not because there's a certain number of people you can trust. No, it's that we are mammals. And at least explained up till now, recently, with the Daniel Siegel for me, alloparenting. We're each able to, or we are inclined to, have a certain number of securely seen connections. And I would say, if I remember correctly, it's from three to five with Daniel Siegel. Okay, so this is not about, you know, the ride, die hard, we're against people type of thing. No, a 5DC person, a person who's empowered is not thinking about battling the world with the people around them. It's called, I create a home with the people that I laugh with, that I think with, that I can just have a good time and know that it's cool. We can have misunderstandings, we can have misalignment, we can have all of it. We're still going to find each other laughing together. It's not about actually having to keep each other in checks or balances. The people who do the, you betrayed me and I don't trust you anymore, and they live it out, and that's where it's people who are in their human suffering narrative. The ones of us who have human love, we carry the past with us. And that means whatever you have brought to me, I will have in my hand. And I already have data as you have data on me. And that's straightforward. And so I know what you're capable of. You know what I'm capable of. That's it. I don't need to think of you telling me something, not telling me anything, because this word betrayal means nothing to a person who is living their relationships with the pureness of we enjoy each other, we give to each other the ability to share one second of meaningful emotional mental experience. That's enough for us to use that time in a way of spending it engaged with each other. We don't all choose the family. We all know that part. So you don't pick everyone that you're going to be around, right, all year long, but we make the best of it because we enjoy life and we enjoy the dynamic. That's, again, something that comes with self-empowerment. During the holidays, I know a lot of the human suffering narrative people point out the horrible dynamics, the horrible, all of the horrible things. Okay, so let's bring in human love and let's also talk about the groups that can give spaces to those who have areas that they are not welcomed in. Um, I'm going to try to share a bit of stories and just random thoughts that can support those of you who are human love. Okay, so for the human love narrative group, we tend to be told that we are too good or that uh, we're going to be taken advantage of or that we are taken advantage of or that we are, you know, um, trying to play 
the saviors of people. There's a lot of mixed messages because there are those who basically are the codependent type. They do, um, what is it called? Savior, martyr, superior, and they, they have this type of habit. Um, but there's also those who instead they just offer what they can so they can welcome a person. I welcome a person. If I can't, I don't. Um, if I am available for chit-chat, I'm available for chit-chat. We're not with the savior complex because we don't need to be there to save you. It's a very specific energy when you find a person who's doing something out of this savior complex and that's spirituality bypass. And more than just that, there's a lot of different ways we can talk about it. The zero one-year-old who's trying to soothe mommy, daddy, mommy, mommy, daddy, daddy. So the zero one-year-old who didn't have an environment where they were soothed and they were the ones soothing the parent and or got used to being that person who would nurture and still feels like that and still wants to accomplish that. Let me make it better for the household. Okay, so that's what when somebody is hearing even a Gabor Mate talk about when people are too nice. He's talking about people who have this, uh, I don't know if he uses the shame cycle, but it's the, I am going to make it better for everybody else and put my emotions and myself to the side. It's a way that a individual can become aware and get out of that. Having a basically quote-unquote savior complex is something that will stand out to a person who understands the difference between being able to support and that's because when you're in a physiological state of compassion as a functional adult, whether you're in the Enlightenment Soul Age group or not, whether you're a 5D mystic or not, it's basically a common sense person with enough information on trauma, the updated stuff, to know people choose to move towards inner and outer well-being or they're not aware of it, they're not aware of it, but you still don't have a right to speak up in a way that is... Uh, what others do that are codependent types. People who use the words enabler or how dare you not say something. People who like to accuse others of not being there for others and a lot more. There's a number of therapists that I throughout the years have been able to talk to thanks to my courses and they all have always said the same thing whenever I've mentioned situations where I've had supported people who do not acknowledge that they need support. And one, they say, did you have permission? And I say, these are friends. I'm talking about, you know, loved ones. And they're like, okay, well, you know, people need to choose to do work with themselves. If they don't, obviously, you know, you're not going to really make that big of a difference. And it's not really yours to say something necessarily because the adaptive child is protecting already with the safety trauma behavior of the person. And so there is that. You can try conversing like a functional adult with a human being, which is what typically a common sense, securely attached functional adult. So common sense to a person who has a whole sense of self, a whole three-year-old heart is going to be, I'm going to share with you how I think and feel because my feelings and thoughts matter. And I will not put myself to the side because of another person. doesn't matter who you are to me. You could be the one. <laughs> You're not the one, obviously, if we're having that level of an interaction, if you will, because it means that you have no actual ear for what I have to say. So I can't be somebody that you are into because you're not hearing me. You're in your survival nervous system mode. 
And whether or not, you know, a person, again, acknowledges if they don't, it's, it's their stuff. A person who's intelligent and has learned will not take personally somebody with, for example, the disorganized attachment, the fearful, avoidant, or fearful, anxious. We're not here to baby each other. So if I meet a fearful, anxious, I'm not going to be like, hey, guess what? Your nervous system is in defense mode and you're running away from me and your attachment system is coming towards me. That's why you're coming in and out. Do you know that? Do you know that? For example, I mean, anyone who would do that, I'd be like, what the fuck? I think I'm leaving now because you seem to know and you're psych educating me and that's not partner material. Like, even if you're right, it doesn't matter. I would personally be like, yeah, I don't know about this one, you know, but at the same time, I guess it would depend, obviously, if a person is able to share it. Hey, you know, I, I was learning this thing from this class I'm taking. I'm wondering if I can share it with you. This is what the therapists mean by asking permission. Are you curious? Uh, would it interest you if I share with you something that I've noticed and so on and so forth? Being able to present information in a way that is, can I, while some think you're manipulating, this is not manipulation, this is asking for permission to talk about a subject matter that is sensitive, which is what a grown-up will naturally and normally do, but we will not filter. So here's what we feel is manipulating. I'm not going to filter my mouth or change my feelings or work with my own nervous system and my word to try and make sure that I don't upset you. No, if I upset you and you say you upset me, I'll just say, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to upset you, or just, I'm sorry that you got upset. These are my manners, I can try to work with them, I don't know if I will, stuff like that. So the part about walking on eggshells, the only people who do that are the same people who don't realize that they are still trying to create a safe environment in a household that is no longer a house. Their infant, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. But the 8 is where the replaying of those child parts plus the teenager, if you're not friends with the two, and that means a grown-up you, well, there you go. So long story short, the people who have survival mannerisms don't need saving, and the savior complex people are in codependent type you might as well call it trauma bonding, even if it won't be avoidant, anxious, but it could be, you know, avoidant with anxious, avoidant, whatever it is, they're unaware that they are supporting each other's insecure attachment styles in a way of creating security for sure, but there's a better way, which would be they can both and more for my polyamory community, for example, when it comes to Cupulets or however they're called, you can all work to get securely attached and become your own safe haven and secure base, first of all, which just makes you an independent thinking and emotional being. So thinking and emotional, why? Because you regulate your nervous system. Like when I'm having one of my panic attacks, which luckily they've diminished, but I know how to manage myself like a grown-up or if I'm having a discussion with somebody and I get with a bunch of emotions. I've done it before where I'm like, wow, okay. And when I am even here, getting excited sometimes with other types of conversations or nervous or whatever it is, I can feel it and I can self-regulate my nervous system because I'm like, oh, this is my nervous system. But wait, is it me or am I in the room with someone who might be nervous? Well, it doesn't matter which one it is. Let me regulate. So you create differentiation. You're breathing. You're doing the resourcing. You're knowing how to ground yourself in your embodied brain because you're using it. 
by being a human who says, wow, my nervous system is really working itself right now. <laughs> Let me. So while some people think this is silly, mm, it's not silly. You do it all the time if you want to. Some people don't. So back to we support each other in a very different way when you are a Zen master. My 5D mystics or 5D functional adults or both enlightenment. So age group potential. Okay, that's where we're going to keep going with storytelling time. And hopefully it's clear there's no doubles, demons. And yes, there's no demonic possession. The brain works a certain way when it comes to being able to channel and tap into the sphere of consciousness. And the people who have seen that I know of that have shared their stories about uh, devils or demons or dark entities and energies, they all have pretty much something that has taken place, so they have PTSD of some type. It can be childhood trauma uh, from developmental age, and it can be also just instead a loss, a very, very big loss, because you can get trauma from losing one of your household members, your siblings, okay? And that is fragmentation, and so you lose a piece of time, stuff like that, okay? And there's a memory barrier, consciousness barrier, it can be dissolved, with a safe space where you can share a sliver of those emotions, work to get your window of tolerance expanded to a window of welcome, meaning you being able to stay grounded in your body and not in dissociation with depersonalization or derealization, learning how to ground yourself in your body while having emotions that are basically a little overwhelming or more. So there's plenty of free content online from official therapists, FYI. I support with personal development, and I have a similar toolkit, of course, because I learned from the therapist, but therapists have a lot of in-depth knowingness of the you know, brain and, and just things that I will instead easily forget, but I give those basics, and when we have the master class, the basic number one is going to be teaching you about your three modalities of the nervous system and for you to start having a little chart like a diary, but you don't have to have a diary. It's observing yourself throughout the day. What are you in? Are you more in your sympathetic? Are you in dorsal vagal? Are you in ventral vagal? And that will be expanded on in the, in the course material. And we'll have groups so that you guys, gals and ladies can keep each other as uh, buddies, you know, and, and support. And I come in for FAQs on the Telegram group and then we'll figure out because I'm thinking of having two types of master classes. So one where we could have a live uh, throughout the duration of it and I will keep you posted. But that way we can sit together. You ask your questions. I answer them for about an hour and there you go. And the not live ones. So the ones that are just on demand, you roll it out on your own timing and, and that's it. Okay, so the aspects of channeling are not something that make a person special but there is a sphere of energy so some of us have a relationship with it and that is why we also pick up a lot easierly a more easy way I don't remember how that one goes but uh, people around us so it took me quite some time my energy body expanded I think now it's finally stable with the whole space I had like three or four light bodies then I had the rainbow body and then I had two or three more bigger expansion energy bodies and I will find out this year if there's more expansion or if it's just a settling into this infinite plane of space and 
that's it, you know, and continuing to work with calibrating the five elements with my physical nature, because the emotional and the mental is really just you using your left and right mode brain and being equanimous, so you being able to be an unconsciously loving person. The clairs don't make it more possible or less possible. The clairs make it something different for those of you who have clairs we'll talk about that let me take a little sip of coffee coffee i have a cup of coffee here okay so when we pick up on our oversoul it doesn't matter twin flames soulmates any of that we will recognize the energetic imprint of those who are in our oversoul and we'll recognize them then also with images that will come about from lives lived or lives that are to come for some of us and that's really really fun <laughs> i love the future and that i got to see a continuation of the future because i had been left kind of on a cliffhanger and instead i got to meet somebody that's from my future even though they're here now in the present and future meaning in other lifetimes i won't be maria in case anyone's wondering because i've had that question before from my family what do you mean in the future now like when, when? where's your husband no not this lifetime i'm not getting married this lifetime <laughs> polyamorous people that's not how it works here we don't i don't well i'm sure some polyamory might get married but i'm thinking you can't get married to two people unless you're in a state that allows that in the u.s and in other countries i'm pretty sure women are off that uh, allowing you know so let's leave that one to the side shall we however let me let me actually i'm going to add this i would say that any person who is a in the present 2023 and loving again empowered with education as well as just knowing that we want to help the ecosystem we want to help our countries get along we want to help people decide very important subject matters we want to help maintain health which does not mean having uh, people do something that is not healthy but we want to navigate those conversations with openness and openness means with the educators in the different subject matters and there's two groups at the very least okay so we're always going to have at least for now we do the ones who are using ancient texts and they have their implicit bias come up where they want to see a world that was and so they applied that and you can tell when a person is closed-minded because they will bring to you traditional format you can also tell when somebody is not traditional format because they're new format okay so in both cases we can have two groups that are wanting to impose quote-unquote their inclined preference i'm not talking about let's decide for everyone no I'm talking about the adult plane of here are two sides to story. Okay, so we got traditionalists is what I'm going to call them. We got not traditionalists because they're not even progressive. To say that you're progressive when you're promoting certain aspects that are not progressive because there's a bias, there's a pain point, and you're leading because you want to be seen as a group. Okay, because see, here's where trauma recovery, the last step or one of these newfound stages is that People want bystanders to take their side, rally up behind them, and basically shame, blame, fault, and even, lo and behold, probably revenge, like, let's go attack the wrong side of the people. So whoever it is that got them to feel powerless and helpless, because trauma is your nervous system in a 
shame position. There's many different ways, okay? So we're not talking just about family here. Here we're talking about a theme. So a person who considers themselves, I'm a woman, I'll use me, woman with the whole women and men stuff, okay? Um, I started to get into the whole I'm a human as soon as I started realizing being a feminist is kind of biased and I'm kind of not seeing the benefits of it because it's treating another group of people not like people and this isn't really what I believe in and also there's no stereotypes in my book because I don't know all 8 billion people and I don't give a shit about the empirical data scientists people saying that their quantitative analysis has a 1%. You know what? I'll do with your 0.1%. I'll put it up my ass because I don't give a shit because I can meet different people and know they have subjective experiences and I don't and will not quantify them. They're not data points. They're not fixed. A human being is not a noun. They're a verb. Their state and sense of self, in fact, thank you, Daniel Siegel, is consistently potential for transformation when they have a flexible adaptive coherent energized stable brain so when they're smart they're stable mature adaptive rational and teachable they're open-minded not closed-minded so ergo and here we go equanimity the land of infinite possibilities this is all grown-ups functional adults enlightenment soul age group it's easy peasy you can see me doing it as i was saying we are not saying i know i'm not Oh, yes, everyone must now become polyamorous because that is the way. That's no, let's talk about it. One, two, a lot of people aren't even actually polyamory. They're just exploring and they have a new word to explore their interests. That's what I've seen. So the ones of us who embody it, in my case, for example, I love many. Many doesn't mean a gazillion billion. You can't love that many. I'm only 43. I'm not, you know, 5,000 years old. So <laughs> there's only so many people who will have crossed my path that are in this group. And they are special bonds that have, all people are loved, by the way. But when we say loving many, in this case, romantically, sexually, platonically. So it's a bond that holds something that is more than a secure random every now and then we'll say hello to each other connection which is still a very special bond but it's different than that which will take place within a polyamory dynamic okay so that's the part of where every person who is here they have a different way they talk about their polyamory lifestyle but also I should mention I'm a solo poly secure person so securely attached I'm my main partner I'm not another person's main partner they're not my main partner okay so on that note you create not a couple centric life you create a life that involves your interests and, uh, and you support each other's interests and you support each other to personally develop to continue expanding and to be happy and then to be able to regulate one's nervous system. So when in distress, there's a safe space for you. There's a safe home for you. There's somewhere that you can go where you're going to get hugged and supported and said, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. You'll be good. It'll be good. That's us giving that nervous system the support it needs to get to tomorrow and then allowing those who are part of your journey to keep moving into a life that is whole and rich. That's unconditional love, by the way. So you do that for all people. But obviously, like I said, those who are in the polyamory crew have more than just one person that they will be invested in with this type of attention and desire to ensure this expansion and this 
well-being of those individuals we'll put it this way the secure connections they have their own so some are married right some have uh, more than one partner some so they have lives that they're living and that they're doing okay and then we have monoamory which would be people who believe only in monogamy right and only in you being able to love one human being which by the way again you love from a ventral nervous system state you don't need to touch someone to love them all you do is feel safe to be around them and safe to be yourself and you are already in a state of love the oxytocin gene hormone is on so people will have the Romeo and Juliet. There you go, your traditionalists. Some of the mononormative people, yes, they're all there, which is why they're like, oh, you're all whores, polyamory women and men. I don't know if they call them assholes, but men get bullshitted around a lot too, even though I have to say as a woman, there's reasons, but let's not go there, shall we, right now? So let's, let's keep on talking about 5DC and not that, that stuff, but serious. When we want to present information to expand, we're not taking sides. We can say, okay, not everyone wants to be here. Not everybody wants to be here. The point is not of, yes, we should all be this or we should all be that. No, the point is, one, for the system, they care about bureaucracy and money and things that people don't want to pay and some want to go back to prehistory and they don't like regulation in every country. So right here, do you see the intricacy of a conversation when people are yelling out there with their ah stand up for us again they're actually with a pain point rallied behind one human being who got the quote-unquote guts that ain't guts that's just a person who decided to start yelling about what they want to see happen and all the people who are rallying behind them are yelling with them and they're all yelling whom by ya no they're yelling at each other and we're going to be like wow okay you're all yelling you're not voting but you do have a point because you're yelling about something so we need to the other people started yelling too so now we got two sides that are yelling and then we got the thirds which are like okay we we don't want to yell so we're going to be we're already there by the way smart faces in the middle and let's see how to create a safe space for this changing world with two sides to story they're both in human suffering because they're both not safe to be their self they're not laughing we are not laughing either but we're definitely like we know there's a way that we can get this done so while you fight and you're yelling influencers youtube and all that other crap we're gonna be here doing other stuff yeah that, that's that's how it's going to work okay so on that note thank goodness yoga is a trending topic because that gives people the opportunity to grow their corpus callosum prefrontal cortex hippocampus and lo and behold the connectome so their brains are getting primed for expansion of consciousness thank you so much yoga that is really amazing that the spirituality people now know how yoga supports expansion of consciousness and they already knew it with their stories beforehand. Now they can explain, hey, science proves that spirituality can help you. And I get to share an opposite view, which is, hey, humans, guess what you get to do with yoga and the spirituality stuff and why it is not that spirituality is bullshit. No, the people who use those words, they don't know about their actual everyday personal development journey. So they don't want to do the work of emotional lifting. Thank you, Patrick Tian. They don't even want to go to therapy for their childhood trauma. They want to have survivor or savior complex stuff and they're doing what we see out there yelling at each other and talking about enabling and da, da, da. okay so now that that is clear and done let's get back to people 
with people because I want to do personal development, not the whole societal stuff. Societal stuff is going to take place step by step as it always has because we all go vote and we all have people that we think we're going to vote for. And there you go. We don't need to be bothered by those who are yelling because if it gets out of hand, the law goes and arrests them and that's how it happens. That's why they also think that they can't speak their truth. But really, is it a truth? It's food for thought, people. No need to yell. You can share it very happily. You don't need to try and, and prove something. Mm. on that note you don't have to try to prove anything because why are you trying to prove something aren't you just standing up okay people who want bystanders sometimes that's not enough which is why when it is something that they actually are inclined to uh, think that they should do more about we we, we don't need to say anything because again the system takes place when it's needed other than that it's all smoke and mirrors i think is the expression so while people that want to do that stuff do that we can talk about one when you have different groups whether they're traditionalists or the other group which will call themselves potentially some progressives i don't again think of them as progressives because a progressive person would be open-minded not closed-minded that's my idea of progression, uh, but uh, I might be wrong. So let's just call them, again, not traditionalist. <laughs> but they're not like a person such as myself who say, I get it, you don't like polyamory. I, you don't have to be insulting, uh, but I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I'm not offended, not even in a little bit, because I get it. I would totally know what you're saying meaning i know what you're saying because i'm a person who's using my brain and i'm not offended because i don't have low self-esteem i didn't ask you and i emotionally don't need your approval heard to be polyamorous i, I don't actually feel that in any way shape or form I'm, I'm neutral to to the entirety of this equation and so on that note as a person who's trying to expand on how it feels to be equanimous equanimity it is you being able to be yourself with people in any way shape or form independently from how they use their words and how they use their mannerisms and whatever it is that accompanies it because of being able to just keep on doing what i'm doing right now speaking while others are in an no, they're not agitated. If you maintain a calm nervous system, no one gets too agitated. I've done it many times without even knowing that I was doing it. And that's in a bunch of different scenarios. And now that I know what I'm actually doing, I, I don't even think it's, it's like na human nature to be just in a ventral vagal state and easily maintain this sense of love because there's nothing coming up from the bottom and nothing coming up from the top because I'm not seeing a weapon in a person's hands. I'm seeing a person who's getting agitated and therefore they're in a biologically rude position. That's it. They're not offending me and they're not an energy vampire and they're not draining me and they're not pissing me off. And the more you practice this and the more you get to just stare at people the more you're like wow okay i i really know how to handle my nervous system is so awesome wow so here's where when you're in a room with people who don't know how to handle them, that one is really interesting so sometimes it takes me about 20 minutes to recalibrate my nervous system when i'm in a room with a bunch of different nervous systems and like out and about which is why i always test out myself and just make sure that i'm well rested i don't got any 
eejibijis or whatever the word is. So if I feel any of those sensations, because there are some sensations that arise when I have like a pre-potential, potential panic attack. So it's kind of like those people who I know, I have some friends who have seizures and they have told me that they have signs sometimes before they get them and that's why they know when to take their medicine. Mm. And so the same thing goes with my panic attacks. I've been able now to be aware of what to look for. And if I have any of those, I'm like, okay, today might not be the best day to go out into a club with a bunch of, you know, heavy metal shit, which I don't like. But it's really about the heavy metal being a vibration that's completely, yeah, like, and I would not go that route at all. No, no, no. I mean, rock, I love rock and roll, but here's where if it's a rock that has a very, uh, like I went to one concert, it was in a pub, but I was like, okay, it's okay. I can, I can manage this. I recalibrate it. And I like the music, but I just had to recalibrate that nervous system because the energy was a lot of this sympathetic. So sympathetic is really off-putting because that's what's going to happen when my nervous system is in hyper arousal. And that might also be because of being highly sensitive is what I'm going to say. I'm pretty sure that I have that, but I've never bothered because I don't need to get the diagnosis, but because I feel deeply, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure that I enter that. I am also very aware of my entire interception, like everything that's going on inside my body. <laughs> so on that note, like the veins, you know, hot spots moving around here and there, anytime something's going on with my nervous system, I'm like, oh, what's that? What's this? What's this? So it's kind of like, what? I, I, I don't know. My brain's thinking you're going to die, Maria. There's your anticipatory organ. I don't want to physically die. You're not dying. You know, anxiety developed to help us to continue to live, right? with herds and animals. Uh, so now that we're not in herds and animals, we got to be this. That's why people, you just need to distract yourself. Fuck you. And that's not anything to do with what this is happening. You just don't know how to feel yourself. How about that? You don't know how to feel your insides. <laughs> that sounds really weird, but it's really true. Some people don't know how to feel their insides. And I'm not wishing it upon anyone, by the way, because I totally can get it why people are thrown off. And that's why we become and get labeled as hypochondriacs, because some of us, we end up noticing every single shift that takes place. That's why the good trauma experts are explaining things online for free, by the way. And Nutshell Lady is one of them that I was thinking about. So she has a really great, great channel and a lot of good courses if you want to learn about stuff like this, even on dissociation aspects she shares. So... Back to our one-to-one and just engaging with loved ones and family and engaging with a um, ability and clairs. Clairs are because you have that extra sensorial, but it doesn't make you anointed or special, meaning it's not a gift from an entity. It's you being able to tap into more of the space around you. And the 4D gets a lot confused. They are in the savior complex people, spirituality bypass. And so that's something that's not for us. We don't save people. We know we don't make a difference. One, number one. And I mean this. So we know I, I can't regulate your nervous system. I learned to self-regulate thanks to my first year of life with my home. My, my primary caregiver gave me the opportunity to learn to safely co-regulate, which is why my nervous system learned to be in my ventral vagal state. Also, I'm an identical twin, so I'm going to spell out. So in my story, I'm starting to be like, you know what? Maybe because we need touch, 
we need to hug each other and be hugged in skin-to-skin contact for our ventral vagal state to be engaged. And so while my mother, of course, hugged me, she hugged both of us, I'm thinking being put in a crib with an infant that's the same size as me and we just were always playing together, okay? Gooey, ooey, and, you know, twins, identical twins. So that's my hunch is that we got to have more ventral vagal time because of being together time. And there you go. The first year of life is very important. And better bet that first year of life, we're also not moving too much. So if you stick us next to each other, guess what two kids are going to do? I mean, just just go watch the the twins that are in the incubators together. They're going to hug each other. And in fact, uh, they separated us. We were preemies. And uh, I was a little uh, snake is what they would say, moving around, never sitting still. So definitely sympathetic all over the place. And my, my twin was like sleeping. She, she even actually forgot to breathe at one point or something like that. So poor twin of mine, she, she had to get reminded how to breathe. And I'm sure that was really traumatic. In fact, actually, if any one of you thinks of your infancy, you'll, you'll figure a lot of implicit memory, like sensations and stuff that comes up like really quick. If you're smart at looking at yourself because you don't have the I will be biased and pretend that I don't have feelings and that they're not coming from my childhood oh yes the the neurobiology of attachment and the neurobiology of trauma and you know just biology is showing how everything is a lot of emotional stuff that will come up throughout your life so whether it's spirituality awakening or kundalini awakening or both and so here's where getting back to serious business not everybody goes through both but you all are already spirituality awakened, meaning you're already processing everything that comes up. But obviously, you begin to mature this once your physicality moves after that 15-year mark. We don't have any more charge states that are going to be building up. But also your executive decision-making functions, they finish developing for female biologically, 25, for male biologically, 27. That's important because that's where you make long-term decisions. In fact, they're supposed to not diagnose people until after those ages. And who? The therapist people. Also, they're supposed to start telling you and informing you your diagnosis is not fixed. One gene doesn't make you anything. There's a combination of factors. Oh, and by the way, if you had in the first seven years of life childhood developmental trauma, we have a different plan for you. Because you had a brain that was unfortunately not stimulated, your right mode and a lot of other areas. So we have something different for you to come do with us between EMDR, child parts work and somatics. And you will see how you will move into your birthright of restorative embodied self, secure attachment, functional adulthood. People who instead did have a good childhood development, they have what works something a little bit different and in those cases what i've heard so far this is from daniel siegel is that medication plus therapy but for those who have had childhood developmental trauma they don't need the medication they just need yoga and not necessarily with the yoga people but yoga because it's a ventral vagal nervous system toning exercises a bunch of toning exercises The intent of compassion and mindfulness intentions, that helps them to work the pillars of the mind because you have strengthening of focus. 
use imagination in a way of using compassion kindness you get your body in a state of compassion you start to say hey we're safe to be in here we're okay it's okay me child me and i'm serious i'm not kidding okay and this takes a really big buttload of energy because your your infant body is like no no and it's not screaming like that it's just feeling very freakishly afraid and you don't know why and it gets tiresome and it's just this very tiresome body that experiences a lot of just so that's why it's different a person who can get a safe haven secure base human being to support them as they get out of their hypervigilant mode and heal their actual childhood trauma we want more of the 5dc whether mystic or functional adult relationships minus the drama safe spaces for people who want to heal their trauma for real and understand the new updated neurobiology of attachment neurobiology of trauma being a mystic doesn't make a difference in my case i'm 5d mystic i'm getting those who want to be over here to get out of the whole bullshit of spirituality warfare energy vampires cutting cords with people the things that take place in the sphere of energy by the way don't affect physical life of any human being it is something that obviously i can't make it's not a truth people okay this is from subjective experience so please i know already i'm thinking of all these ah you don't know this i had this person do this shit okay yes you know what i know about this shit because i got 4d mystic friends whenever they're telling me they were cursed or been cursed or somebody's got an evil eye i'm like yeah i'm the apolitan we all i know all about the evil eye you know what i learned when i was a kid you can't give me the fucking evil eye because it's a superstitious thing that's it so the same thing goes with energy but the difference is it's a lot deeper than that and the people who believe in this shit they got trauma going on okay so on that note what i've noticed is they don't heal their trauma and they stay within a zero one year old that really really wants to fix home and make it better and get someone to be there for them all the time and they find it this is really great that's why my monomamory people so awesome that some people find the one and they can live happily ever after and they do and they do and that's your relationship so age people over there okay so i'm i'm saying that's great for those we're talking about supporting each other in a journey that is chosen by people and then if it organically also takes place because organically there's a lot that can take place when you're just offering pure open-hearted friendship relationship support without asking anything back you're just sharing moments of life so back to the yoga it's not just yoga it's not just mindfulness and meditation or compassionate interventions it's also for example basil van der Kolk talks about dancing and acting and doing those though with the therapist gives you the understanding of what you're actually doing because your role play if you're just doing theater but you don't know that you are actually working through charged emotions that are part of your human body experience okay so if you don't embody the human way to enlightenment the human way to your spirituality awakening this is why people think spirituality new age is bullshit they don't understand with the new updated trauma informed people the connection and that's because spirituality isn't telling them that and nor is the trauma people because they were both on two other ends of the spectrum i'm the in-between who's saying hey guess what here here's another way you can see how these two come together isn't it awesome human love narrative people and i'm gonna know that you all said yeah because we're a group of human love three-year-olds who are very ready for tomorrow and tomorrow is not yet a holiday that i love celebrating i know not everybody does but i do 
And it is because of that lovely man. His name is Jesus, yes. Uh, and I do know that apparently he wasn't born, yada, yada, yada. You know, I've heard the crap all over the place. I don't care. Thank you. Thank you, all the people who want to make it a point to just be bursting bubbles for the human love people. Because, <clears throat> see, that's all I feel. And, and I, I'm being told to, to disengage now. So I'm disengaging. Thank you for that. <clears throat> okay, so... When we learn to respect each other's differences, like grown-ups, we learn the right silence, which is what my voice just told me. Okay, you, you made your point. That's good. So on that note, love is unconditional. Oh, and we don't need to forgive people. We're not gods, deities, divinities, none of us. Not even uh, pr people who in the past have talked about themselves like that. And I know that period of like, ah, how, yes, as I said, I might be woo-woo lady. I'm not a flat earther. So sciences. Physics explains to me how dark matter and dark energy work. And I have seen the future, like for real, not pretend. And I actually also have connected the dots to the end of the future. And it is going to be cold and dark, like the lovely Michelle physician person lady, I forget her last name, told me. I am not going to deny sciences just because they're another group that has only hypotheses. No, their data is pretty legit in my book compared to the ancient texts of here, let me sell you the wrath of a story that gives you two planes and then equals people in two different planes and makes me a human being who unconsciously loves against another human being because you've decided to tell me that there's a devil or a demon that is possessing someone when there's not, there's trauma and unresolved and it makes a lot of sense to me because I've learned about it. So, while others want to believe in the stories, some of us believe in the data. We know the data doesn't have all the answers. We do also know one day they will prove how the Big Bang happened. And I'm not afraid of knowing that because it's going to maybe happen again and maybe not. And it doesn't really matter, does it? Because I won't be Maria and I won't remember any of this. Even if I hear myself, I will not be like, wow, that was me. Well, maybe I could. No. Well, maybe. Who knows? That's the point. We could spend all day long in imagination land don't you see so 5d mystics we like to do something different with our clairs i like to support people with them that do serious personal development work or i entertain people that loved ones the ones that come to me oh, i want to know about my past lives okay you gonna do anything with this no no i i really just want to have this is this going to happen well I just told you what you're being presented. So technically, you're supposed to be seeing the opportunity that's been presented. Do you see the opportunity? No, no, but I really... Okay, well, then you have your answer, don't you? Uh, I can't actually guarantee any of what you're just asking me. I can just tell you that's potential. <laughs> and there you go. And, and I'm not even kidding. You know, like there are some things I, ca I can't do self-talk that doesn't involve me criticizing myself and being harsh and unforgiving really not even after i explain to you that you're you're holding yourself quote unquote hostage in your own brain and your nervous system that i i explained it to you like a five-year-old you can't get out of it not even when i'm telling you you're a verb not a noun you no know, that's still you don't believe in it you okay well then i i see we're, we're we had a good time didn't we i know i had a good time because I love connecting to the sphere of energy because it's beautiful to be able and share what is something that could be a value and, and then you can do whatever you want with it, which is still make value because you had a good time too. So I always get hugged. I always get a thank you so much. And then I also hear about updates. They, their, their life's improved. 
and I know exactly how their lives improved and, and how the opportunity that was provided to them was, was used. And so again, that, that's not moving into expansion of the way they see things, but it's something, you know, again, they, they find solace. Solace is a good thing for the people who, who don't want to actually know, yeah, uh, there's more that you can be in your head, meaning you can conceptualize things with a lot more entertainment. Didn't you just notice? Like, look, I just created, I don't know, four minutes of something. It's really nice. And oh, on that note, when we pick up on people who are envious, frustrated, jealous, and a lot of more, we feel bad for them. That's about it. We, we don't be like, oh, let me go grab them. Nope. Wow. I guess I'm happy that they have something to do with their brain. I really hope they get out of that, though, because that rumination is not going to serve their body that well. That biochemistry is fear is not, and it's actually poisoning as we speak. They get more and more irate, as I noticed. That doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, it's very interesting. I'll close on out with the Gary V interview when he's being interviewed. And this guy's like, you just got lucky. What? You got lucky. You had a network. I didn't get lucky. I, I worked on it. And I, and I mean, again, Gary V, he, he, he's, he's awesome. I mean, I wouldn't have given him the time of day. I would have been like, yep, I got lucky. That's how I answer people when they're like, how dare you have panic attacks? You're lucky. Yes, I know I am. They just randomly come up because I need to, you know, occupy my time with something that's dramatic. Um, thank you. Can I go now? That, did, did you finish? Yeah, cool. I learned how not to talk about how awesome it is to be able to self-regulate because some people apparently can't handle it. Other people want to actually try and get you to feel fear more. It was very interesting the few times that these things took place, the fear part. The other part I'm used to. So projection, very easy for children to get pissy when you tell them, hey, I, I can show you how to do something. No, you can't. Um, I, I could have, but I see that you're not actually able to calm down your reactivity to hear me out. So I'm going to leave it alone. Thank you. I'm so sorry that I upset your nervous system. That's what we do when we realize, wow, okay, they were reminded of what they can't control. We told them there's a way to do it. They don't feel and believe in themselves that they can do it. And they didn't notice that they were being reactive because of being reminded of something. So it's okay. They were unconscious about it, biological rudeness. We, we, we know how to be quiet and to leave them alone so they can you know, have the space to calm down. Okay, so it's different when somebody's actually trying to get you to be in the state because they live off on trauma. And I know this sounds off, but there are people who they live off on, they get off on a specific type of pain. Don't get me started. Okay, so long story short, those few times it happened, I only know what it was because thank you, Daniel Siegel, as he explained certain things and other of the trauma therapists that explained how some people live off on basically putting themselves through emotional suffering like that. And I was like, no, okay, because it was in those few moments that these things took place. I'm like, okay, I, I'm going. I have to go. I, I'm actually in the midst of something. I can't stay here. I, I can't. And they insisted on trying to keep asking questions. I'm like, I, I am, I'm, I'm off, offline, bye. And that was it, you know, like the few times again. I, I just was so... I was so weirded out, meaning I was like, what is this? I knew what was happening, but I was like, that can't be what was happening. Because consciously speaking, you're thinking a person's going to try to actually soothe you to get out of what is happening. 
versus try to keep you there and then get it to go even more because they actually also will have had personal experiences with it that's why it was again confusing in those times it took place and that's why the trauma experts explained exactly what that was so when a person's not aware of their self it's not because they're not an adult or no no they 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 choose to not take the good psych education by the way these are people that are just as educated as can be and they are using words and education and apparently not not learning about it so when these things happen, we know the right silence as the Zen masters because something tells us, okay, you don't know what you're doing. I do though, and I'm out because I'm needing to self-regulate right now, not tomorrow, and I'm going to go do it uh, however I can. So let's unconditionally love, let's support each other, and remember, we don't live in anybody's body. So we'll be back with more. Have a great day.